Hey, Islanders, and welcome to episode 68 of the Camino Voice. Today, I speak with the owner of Vida Verde Home. Please welcome Bryn Guadamuz. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Camino Voice podcast, where I interview folks around Camino Island and beyond. If you want to stay up to date on events, businesses, and even hear a little history of this area, Subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. Thanks for listening. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Camino Voice, where we release a new episode every Tuesday. Uh, again, I just wanted to mention, if you guys are enjoying this, uh, if you're enjoying the Camino Voice, and um, if you have a favorite episode or, or this episode, uh, if you wouldn't mind sharing that with your friends and family, I'm really trying to grow the podcast this year now that we've hit the one-year mark. And uh, so anyways, I want to do that. Also, if you want to reach out to me, uh, if you have guest suggestions or if you have, I uh, just want to say hi, uh, you can email me at voice at kamenocommons.com. That's voice at kamenocommons.com. Look forward to hearing from you guys. So today I got to speak with Bryn Guadamuz, um, which I got that after the fact. So you'll see my introduction gets a little messy, but you know, that's the fun of live audio. <laughs> um, Anyways, she is the owner of Vida Verde Home, um, which she makes uh, cleaning products that are natural. Um, they're fine to have in your household. They're safe. And um, so anyways, we talk about uh, how she got started, what her first business was, what, her, what she thought she was going to go into from a career perspective, and then how that changed. And uh, we get into all of that. Also, we get into her new place. She just opened the Vida Verde Home uh, her physical store location in Stanwood. So we get into that, what it's like launching a physical store in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so anyways, all that and more. So please enjoy my conversation with Bryn Guadamuz. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Command of Voice. Today I'm here with Bryn. I forgot to ask you. Guadamuz. It's okay. It's okay. Normally I start these off. Okay, Bryn Guadamuz. Yes. With Bryn Guadamuz, who is the owner of Vita Verde Home. Um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Yeah. So before we get started, tell us a little bit about Bryn. Okay. Well, I am a mom to three little girls um, and a husband I've had for 15 years, Bobby Guadamuz. Um, he's a captain on Camino. Um, and my three little girls, you can recognize their names on our candles. Um, Avery is my oldest and... Um, she is the creator of a of Loren, our best-selling candle. She told me to shout her out on that. And nice. then <laughs> Vita is my second oldest, and she's nine. And she likes to know that her name is my business. But <laughs> and then uh, Flora is three, and she's my youngest. So yeah, I'm a wife and a mom and a business owner, and just trying to juggle it all. Right. Yeah. Especially this year. Right. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So where did you grow up? I grew up kind of all over this area. I started um, in Everett area and then like Stevens, but most of my growing up since I was about 14 was here. Okay. Yep. I went to high school here and graduated here and stayed here. Nice. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, so what was it like growing up in this area for you? Um, it was, uh, it was really fun. I feel like you have the small town experience, you know, just good old times, bonfires, just, it was just a good, wholesome upbringing. I think this is a great place to raise kids. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's beautiful. You know, we're spoiled. 
living here. So I feel like it's the best. I wouldn't want to raise my kids anywhere else. So I loved it. Yeah. Very cool. And were you on the island or in Stanwood? Yep. On the island. Nice. Yep. Were you north end, south yep. end? Uh, sunrise. Sunrise. Yep. Oh, okay. Right by Iverson Beach. Nice. Oh, yep. that's a great spot. Yeah. We loved so, it. That was probably also before Iverson was really a well-known beach. Uh-huh. So it's just yours. Yeah. It was just definitely a little um, beach road where people came and stayed in the summer. Nice. So yeah, it wasn't like it is now. Yes. Yeah. It's a little busier now. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, so uh, after graduating from Stanwood, um, where'd you go then? Well, I went to school for dental assisting, um, which was never a passion of mine. It was just kind of like my next jump to something I could do and just being 18 and not really knowing what I was wanting, um, which I never worked a day in that field. I graduated and everything, but I've <laughs> never done it since. I've always been more creative than I was wanting to be in an office setting nine to five situation. Okay. So yeah, that didn't work out for me. Okay. <laughs> so did you end up finishing school? On I that? did. You yeah. Did. I got great grades, finished, graduated, um, and paid the $10,000 oh. for going. I know, but never, ever did it. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So then what kind of happened after that? So you graduated and you didn't enjoy that deal. <laughs> what what did you go from there? Yeah. Well, at the time, I was working at Locals Espresso. I worked there from like 17 to 27. I had the best bosses in the world. And, you know, in the espresso industry, the tips were amazing. Yeah. And it was just like, I could do this, be off by 10, make a bunch of money, and do fun things on my time off rather yeah. than making the same money nine to five. I always just kind of have that in me. Like, I don't want to be a slave to a nine to five. Yeah. So, um, did you, sorry to interrupt, no. but did you work there when it was still Nick's? No, right after that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. very cool. So yeah, I think I was like, um, 17. So 2000, maybe 2001, I started working there. Okay. Um, yeah. So I just, I just started, I got married super young. I was married at 21, 23. I had a baby. So it just was like, I was more interested in that than yes. anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of followed a, a, a similar path on that. We got married at 20, and then we had kids by 22. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. You get it done early. <laughs> then you gotta... Everyone looks at you crazy. Yeah, but, you absolutely. <laughs> yep. I definitely got looked at crazy. Very cool. So then um, dur- was it during that time you were, um, were you, what were you kind of doing on your off time during that? Um, well, I was just being a mom at that time, mm-hmm. being a mom, and we were... Uh, my husband's career was building and at, we just were figuring out where we were, if we were going to buy and stay here and kind of going through all those juggles as young and dumb and not knowing what we're doing, buying homes and all yeah. that stuff. Um, and so it was my second daughter when she was born where I'm like, man, I need to figure out something else here. Like my, my, you know, being a firefighter, your schedule is very, yeah awkward and, and we didn't have a ton of help with our kids. And so, um, I needed to find a job that worked around his schedule. So then I just started getting creative and started like just praying about what I was supposed to do. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, that led me into, um, figuring into cleaning homes. So then I started, um, a business called green life cleaning that, um, we had, uh, for seven, six and a half or seven years. So, and that became my passion. I just, I really felt like I wanted to um, teach people how to clean naturally. And Mm -hmm. so it was this huge journey of trial and error of 
what natural cleaning products worked and all of that. So I went on, that was when I started that journey was that next phase. Okay. Yeah. So then how quickly did you build that up when you decided to start doing that? Was it just for friends and family at first? Well, it was actually this, as you know, this area, word of mouth is everything. Mm -hmm. um, and we've lived here for so long and been in the community for so long that honestly it grew really quick. Because, you know, you want to trust people that are in your house. Yes. So yeah. that went a long ways. Um, I would say that really catapulted my business, just people being comfortable with me in their home. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a quick grow. I mean, I just, it was kind of crazy. So, yeah. I And I started using other natural products that were just I could buy. Yeah. Um, but nothing was doing like the industrial trick, you yeah. know, like, uh, when you clean houses naturally, it's a lot more elbow grease. It's not slapping bleach on something, something. And you have to really, um, it's got to work in order yeah. for you to base your whole business around it. So yeah, it was trial and error for many years of what didn't work, what worked. And then I just started playing with my own stuff. And then I, that's how my own products became. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So then how did you kind of like, uh, you were trying these different products and you felt like they weren't really working. How did you just, one, when did you decide, like, I think I could do a better job? And two, how did you actually start getting into uh, formulations and everything? Um, yeah. So w when you first start, you just don't know what you're, what you're doing. You feel like you need 80 products for the one room, you know, a duster. A, I ended up having a caddy just like overflowing with products. Yeah. Um, and I just got, I learned really quick, this is not um, a good end to my means. Like it's too, it's chaotic. It's too many products. They all, none of them are doing it for me. And so I really feel like um, I just, I learned that less is more. And I just wanted just a couple products that I could carry into the place and not have this, all this ex excess of stuff. Yeah. So um, I just kind of, I feel like, um, it was a journey of prayer really for me in my life of just like strategy. Like I always pray for strategy and whatever I do. And that was um, a major download of just three different products mm -hmm. that cover your entire house that I could train my employees on and get them really familiar and acclimated with. Less is more. You know what yeah. I mean? So it was just working with different concentrates really, you okay. know, where you need heavier concentrates in your bathrooms and lighter concentrate on windows, you know, just stuff like that, where mm -hmm. I just am like, okay, if I could do, if I could do three really, um, nailed products, I think that we could, we could really do something here. Yeah. Well, and like, um, I feel like when I'm doing, when I was doing cleaning as a kid and stuff, like it was like, you had your window stuff and then you had your stuff you used for counters or like just hard wood surfaces type stuff. Right. And then you had like the stuff for like scrubbing, like comment or whatever for yeah. like sinks and stuff like that. So how did you kind of base around like, um, what you use for what, like as far as, well, you learn really quick when you, when you're cleaning. Cause you, because it's all time, you're all based around time and less time is more money yep. and you want it quick. You want it quick. You don't want to do a million products in yeah. one room, you know? So right. you, the, as you go and as you learn, um, oh, that's really not necessary there. I could just use this all-purpose cleaner for dusting, wiping down counters, um, your go-to. Then I can use this one more concentrated thing in areas like toilets and sinks. Mm -hmm. 
and then that just kind of became, we would kind of juggle on between employees. We'd have like teams of employees and I'd be like, okay, you're doing bathrooms. Here's the breakthrough, which is our concentrated cleaner. Okay. Um, you know, glass and window, whoever's on that, here's Shine Bright. I'll take purpose and do the dusting. Mm -hmm. You know, you just kind of get in these rhythms where things make sense. Yeah. And I've always been the type of person, I love a small menu even at at restaurants. Yeah. I love it when a restaurant has a tiny menu, but they nail everything they do. Right. And so that was kind of my train of thought. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is probably a silly question, but like when it comes to glass cleaners, like um, I know Windex uses ammonia because it evaporates quickly. Is there something that like you can add to it that makes it so that it does that? That like, it evaporates quickly? Yeah. Well, vinegar evaporates very quickly. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know Windex. It's like I understand the value of Windex. Like I get why people love it. Mm -hmm. I understand it. <laughs> um, but it's like once you start kind of researching into these things, you can't unknow it. Yeah. And at the time, my mom was diagnosed with cancer, and she was a um, stay-at-home mom. And so I started researching all these statistics that were um, leading to women who are stay-at-home moms who've been exposed to these chemicals more yep. um, in their day have a higher rate of cancer. Oh, so then that okay. got me kind of like, wow, where can I cut this? Yep. Um, and what it, what's worth it to me to, you know, not have in my life anymore and expose my family to? I think what people don't realize is that even when you're not using your products, they're sitting underneath your counters. They're in your air still is yep. what I mean. Yeah. And so um, it was just a really big eye-opener to me that things that I loved, like Windex and stuff, just became not worth it anymore. Yeah. So I just, you know, you research things. Um, people, and especially during COVID, you hear people like, is that really cleaning it? You right. know what I mean? Right. And the answer is yes. Like, these things really do clean. Yeah. Um, there's tons of studies on um, uh Vinegar and essential oils being a very big disinfectant that work. Right. Do you have to do them more probably than chemicals? Uh-huh. You do. It's just more elbow grease, but it works. It's yeah. all about what's important to you. Right. Yeah. And, and um, I think you've, you've spoken with my wife before. Um, yeah. But she's similar in that, uh, yeah, she, as a kid, she was interested in a lot of these different things of like, uh, I mean, she grew up with hippie parents. So like, um, you know, farming and, and making a lot of their own things. And so she had that as a background, but then she was really interested in a lot of it as well. Yeah. And so uh, as a kid, she would just like do deep dives on like um, meat and these different things. And right. then as she learned these things, she's like, oh, well, I can't eat, eat meat at a restaurant anymore. <laughs> right. And like all these different things. It ruins things. you. And I'm like, yeah. So she was kind of similar in that. But um, as she learned these things, she's like, well, now I can't do that. Like consciously, yeah. I can't do that. Yeah, um, it's a bummer. But I mean, you do. And I think people get overwhelmed with um, going green. Mm -hmm. You know, people, they have so much to do to get there. Yes. And I just always say, just cut it where you can. Where you learn and it bothers you, then take that out. Mm -hmm. You know, and don't let it be overwhelming. Because it is. That's a lot of different things that you have to change your mindsets on. And, you know, it's hard yeah. to do. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a journey for yeah. sure. Okay, so how big did you end up, was Green Life Cleaning, did you get it to before you decided to kind of slow it down? Well, I actually, it's it's wild because I was my busiest when I shut it down. Mm -hmm. um, I had a baby and my hips kept going out and um, I was having to delegate quite a bit to my employees and that was really hard because um, customers want to see you in their home 
they have more complaints when you're gone. It just started getting to be really a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, the grace was lifting from it, you could say. Like, it just felt like this isn't, this isn't good anymore. This is, yes, it's profitable. Um, and it seems on paper, this is crazy to stop. But um, I just, it wasn't worth my peace at the time. Yeah. Like, I wanted to just be a mom. I wanted to um, breathe, you know, not yeah. be glued to my phone all the time. Right. Um, and that was what was happening. So um, it now that I look back on it, I can see how it was a complete stepping stone to my next thing. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And there was just a lot of confirmation in my life. Like, okay, Bryn, it's time. Like, this isn't good anymore. So, um, yeah, we had a good run. And it was a, it was a big learning experience. I would have never considered myself someone who was going to be a boss because it's not my personality, <laughs> really. Um, or, you know... I just would never have thought I would have done that, yeah. but it, it all just happened and I just rolled with it. And I think that's kind of how been an anthem in my life of business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then while you still had the business, is that when you started producing and selling the products? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I started getting customers asking me for the bottles for in between cleans and, um, at the time, I was just using, when I was there, industrial cleaning, you know, ugly, gray plastic bottles. Yep. And um, that always, I was always bothered by using the plastic because the um, essential oils draw out the toxins in the plastic right. and stuff. So I was always trying to like, okay, how, we always use it so quick um, that it wasn't a problem. But when people owned it, I yeah, wanted it to be night. different. Yeah. Um, and so I cleaned these houses. Oh my word! There, Brandon. There, you know, there's some gorgeous houses on Camino. Yeah. And so I always kind of dreamed, like, what would it look like? What would I want my product to look like in these high-end homes? Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be appealing, um, and people to feel like they could put it on their counter. Um, I know I I'm always drawn to really simple products look that have simple packaging. So. I just kind of started to dream about what I'd want it to look like if I sold it, and yeah. then. Um, researched amber glass bottles and got um, my vision on a label and um, started doing farmer's markets actually here. Okay. Yeah. And so um, that was when I started seeing like, oh, wow, people are, you know, and I think it's all also, um, like I said before, you, you, you know, people around here, you know, people trust you what you're doing yep. and um, they've heard about you here or there. So it just kind of was a people were really kind to me about starting that, you nice. know? So I had a lot of support and, um, local businesses picked me up and I just, it was, um, kind of, a just a smooth transition into that. Yeah. So, so did you, you had shut down green life cleaning before you had fully started? I did both for market? a while. Oh, you did? I did okay. both. I did. And it was, it was starting to be like, oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> believe I'm doing, especially when I added the candles and like, and a baby, it was like, wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was a big leap of faith to shut down because for a while there, Green Life was kind of funding my dream of, because, you know, any business, you don't profit right away. Right. So I was essentially starting over when yeah. I stopped my cleaning business and I starting, you know, starting from building this brand up again. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it was, we overlapped for a year, I think. And then when I decided to completely just take the leap of faith into only my retail. That was, um, yeah, that was a couple years ago now. So, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So when did you make the jump from, uh, Vida Verde home from green life cleaning? 
Um, so I was doing both for a while. One, I was doing um, Green Life Cleaning. I wanted it to be brand recognized with my cleaning business because okay. that's how people knew me at the time. Yeah. And then when I started making candles, um, it just didn't look right. Green yeah. Life Cleaning on a candle. And right. so I'm like, what could be a beautiful name? And then um, my husband's Nicaraguan. And so our, you know, our daughter's name is Vida. And we just... I just thought, oh my gosh, well, in Spanish, green life is Vida Verde. So it was kind oh, of like... okay, this makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of was like, oh my gosh, it's sweet to me because it's my daughter's name. Plus, it's my business name already. We just are sw- switching up. It was kind of just like a cool off branch of what I was doing. And then actually, Adam caught from Matic yeah. is a friend of ours. And he, he was the first one to suggest um, you should do everything under Vida Verde. And I was like, but then I'll lose my brand recognition with green life. It was a big decision for me, yeah. but it totally made sense. It just took me a while to kind of process it. It's really it. hard, to, especially if you've grown something and it was your, you know, you put so much energy into building that name. Yeah. To make that, that's a big decision to make that switch. It was a huge decision. And it was, um, we had battled for green life cleaning for a while, um, just with another company that I had, I had, was originally naturally made years and years ago. Then somebody, um, who had a trademark for a different name. It, it crossed over I had, enough. Yeah. I had oh, to yeah. change it already. Yeah. So I knew that the process was going to be arduous and expensive to change my name again. Mm-hmm. But, um, it was actually the best thing I've done because it's catchy. Um, and it actually hasn't been a problem uh, as far as what I can tell that people, people caught on to what mm-hmm. I was doing. Yeah. So, um, I'm really grateful for that. At, when he first said it, I was like, I wanted to cry. I'm like, no, that's like a lot to swallow. But yeah. it was really good advice, and I'm so glad we did it. Because now it's just one name. Simp- it's simple. You yeah. know, one name, one company. I don't have to juggle explaining who I am. I'm not two different companies that a lot of yep. people thought. You know, stuff like that. Very cool. Um, so you started Vita Verde Home. Um, you made the, did you make that whole brand switch then by the time you had jumped ship to just that? Um, no, it was after I, after I shut down my cleaning business I made um, that summer when I started doing farmer's markets again. Mm-hmm. Um, I launched all under Vita Verde Home. Got it. So that was a big, a big deal for me. And everything looked the same um, as far as like the, the look of our product. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of reintroducing it a little bit. Um, yes, we're the same company. We're just different, you know, just going through all that, which is just yep. part of the the plowing in business, I guess, you yeah. know, what you have to be worth uh, willing to do. Right. So you had done some research, you got some packaging together and, and then you got, um, did you come up with your own uh, logo and everything then? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I worked with a um, gal. Um, she was so gracious with me all it's so funny, like my you look at my packaging, it's so simple, but I'm su- I'm such a freak about it. Like it took forever to be like black writing on white. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's hard to. It, I had it in my head and my heart what I wanted it to be, and mm-hmm. um, I mean, so lo- it took so long, but I feel like we've got it. Yeah, yeah, we got it out, and she's been on the journey for me. Um, Shout out to Bonnie from Alexander Alexander Printing. She's been on um, quite the ride with me, changing my name, changing packaging, all of it. She's been great. Nice. Yeah, I'm sure I drive her nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Um, so you you'd been doing that for a while. When you relaunched, had you already started doing candles then? Yeah, I had done candles already um, for probably the last two years 
that that whole time period when I was still doing cleaning, I was still doing candles. So okay, um, we kind of evolved because we started in um, vintage glass and we had kind of a look about us. Um, and but I wanted to mainstream it more. Yep. So then we we decided to get the labels looking more like the cleansers and um, just getting it more mainstream, where I could just. I could market it better. I could ship it easier. Yeah. So yeah, it was that was kind of the next thing we did. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And then, um, so with the candles, was that something? Um, how did that kind of come about then? Well, um, it was kind of like how I mentioned before at the cleaners. Like when you know too much, you just you need to. And I've always been a candle burner. I love. I've loved candles forever. Mm-hmm. Burned a million of them. Well, it was the same thing when I started to kind of learn about fragrance oils. Um, I'm like, couldn't do it anymore. Like I was just like, because one of the things that um, people don't know is like a fragrance oil takes 3000 chemicals to make one of the oils that are in a candle. And usually there's several oils in a candle. So I'm like, well, maybe, um, and, and it just goes into your air and your bloodstream. Yeah. You're breathing that. You're breathing it. Yeah. And so having little kids and it, like I said, it was just like, you start to kind of what matters to you, you, you change. So I made them for myself. And I thought, um, once I started doing markets and stuff, I, um, I used to go to markets to buy candles. Okay. Like I loved buying local makers. Yeah. Um, and so I just, it was kind of like, maybe I'll try it, see if people like this. And, um, that too just was a really welcomed thing for the community. They really were sweet to me and tried my candles and loved them. And, um, the candles end up being what what makes me the busiest. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So the, that's been a really fun thing. Cool. Yeah. All right. So then um, you'd been selling at farmers markets and things like that. How long were you doing that? Um, when you, yeah. When did you? How long have you been doing that then? Um, gosh, farmers markets. I've been doing four years. Okay. Four or five. Four or five years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then you were doing that, and then what kind of? Uh, Drew you to, so you started getting into retail place. Like you sell locally here at the marketplace. Yep. Yep. Um, where else do you sell, and, and how did you kind of start building that up? Um, well, it was. It's just so funny how um, you don't even know these dreams are in your heart, like that they could even become a reality type mm-hmm. of thing. My friend Autumn, who at the time owned Gather and Stanwood, okay, um, and she was just encouraging me, like if you get these bottles um, made, I'd, I would sell them in my store. And I was just like, you would? Like, I couldn't <laughs> kind of believe somebody would get on this with me. Yeah. And so she was so encouraging to me in my um, getting them made, get, just doing it. Yeah. Like, what do you have to lose? I'll sell them. She was super sweet. And so she, I got in there first. Um, and then Urban Trends shortly after that in town. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, and then I got into the Skagit Co-op and into Perry and Carlson and in Snohomish and just my online sales were then took off. It, it just started to kind of word of mouth, yeah. I would say. I haven't done any major marketing or anything like that. Um, that's something I really, I have just have no clue what I'm doing. So <laughs> um, it's just really been word of mouth yeah. for me. Very cool. Um, how is shipping those things? Are they super difficult? No, I mean, it, it's, you have to really package those babies up, but <laughs> it, you get the hang of it. It yeah. shipping was a huge curve for me to learn. Um, it's funny to think we're, you know, when we first were learning our website and all that, how I'm like, what in the world? This is 
crazy to now we do it and it's you just it's just funny what you can do you can grow and you can learn and adapt and so everything seems hard at first yeah (laughs) all right very cool so then what happened next then um so gosh I would just I just kept getting into stores and um got my online my website up which was a major challenge if you've ever built I'm sure you have a website it's nuts mm-hmm. um you see why people pay thousands of dollars to get help yep. <laughs> but we're pretty grassroots like we tried we've just really tried to stay um debt free and just do this as we can without being a strain to our, fa- our family so yeah. everything we do is f- we do it yeah um so yeah, the website, and then I started to get um, a little pickup bin at my house, and so people locally could pick up, um, and yeah, and so then I just, I was doing it in my kitchen originally, and it's such a mess, and so then I moved <laughs> it into my my basement, and just when my kids napped or whatever, I would do it then, um, but working from home with hot wax and a baby and all, I mean, all of it, it's yes. just like, it's wild, Yeah. so yeah, I just started to kind of think, I wonder how far out I am from getting a little spot. You know, like I just kind of started to think about it. And yeah, from there has has been a quick transition (laughs) into having my own spot. So nice. So where are you located now? We are on the brick road across from Camino or sorry, the Stanwood Cafe. Right okay. next to Urban Trends, which is kind of cool for me because she was yeah. one of the first people to carry us. Oh, so, very cool. Yeah. So that's been a really and, – and that building has been somewhere we've um, we've wanted to be in and prayed about, and it, it's just crazy. Like, I'm still pinching myself that I get to be in there. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And when did you guys open that spot? August. Okay. Yeah, so we're, like, weeks in. We nice. just – we are, like, still – our heads are spinning. Very cool. Uh-huh. How has it been uh, – I mean – it's a difficult to open up a, a new retail location and everything. Normally, right. how have you done that with COVID and everything going on? It's a miracle, really. Um, I have to say, with COVID, we've had our best year. Good. It's wild. And I think that's because originally before we even had our um, before we even had our storefront, people weren't wanting to leave their houses, obviously. Yeah. So a lot of online my biggest online orders came in then because people um, were nesting there at home. They wanted candles. They're also cleaning their homes more, sanitizing. So it was just kind of ironic. Um, And it was almost, you know, you feel weird in a way that you're succeeding during this time. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I just, it's just wild. I guess that's how God works. But um, yeah, so I would say business during COVID for me personally, um, I haven't had that same struggle. Where I struggle in that is um, packaging. Like those type of things are held up. Yeah. The vessels for my jars, yep. stuff like that. Things are being held up shipping-wise. That That's the worst of it I've had, and I'm so grateful. I, yeah. I feel so grateful to even say that. Yeah. No, so, it's, it's, we're definitely, uh, I mean, it's unique to be, have the business thriving in yes. a time like this. Yeah. Um, I know uh, Commando and Coffee, are the, the shipping component of the company, uh, or that company, has done very well during this time because people are at home. Right. They're, they're waiting. You know, they're, they can't go out and go get coffee Yeah. Yep. Um, it's just funny the different businesses, some that spiked and had their biggest year and some that just, you can't even do that, like theater Oh, or my gosh. Or, I know. It's awful. Yeah. You, it, you have so much compassion for these people because you're just, you know what a, um, 
I can't even imagine like all of a sudden just tanking, like not being able to run your business and all that right. stuff. It's just an absolute nightmare. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, it is, it's very weird to see the different ways it affects people. Yeah. Yeah. So then upon launching your new store, then how has that gone? Um, again, like I feel like, um, you've probably experienced this too, where, People are shopping more locally. Yeah, they don't. They're not going far away anymore. No one. People are hesitant to go, you know, shop in a big box store. I think the local businesses have been a safer ground. Yeah, in a way. Um, so I've been blown away by the support. Like nice. I, I can't even like begin. I'm every time I'm at work, I'm like, I can't believe people are in here. Like I'm just kind of, <laughs> kind of shocked. So yeah, I, I know that sounds funny, but like. The, the fact that people, I have, I just, I'm so thankful. That's all I could say. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so I haven't been able to get over to the space yet. Um, but, um, what are, so do you, you have all of your products and stuff? Yep. Do you have additional things in there? What's yeah. It, yeah. So what do you have there? So I, I brought on some, um, like things that I selfishly want, like beautiful dishware and glasses and, um, uh, just small business, um, handmade kitchenware, um, plants. I sell a lot of plants and pots, pottery. Um, just an, it, I wanted it to be a refreshing place to come in mm-hmm. to get a plant, a house plant, a card, a candle. Get your. Um, it's also one of the things that are um, that we offer that I've always dreamed of doing is we refill our bottles there. Okay. Um, so oh, I have nice. a, yeah. So I have a whole studio side which is the best part of all where I got, got to take everything out of my house (laughs) and get it in there. And I have a little, my little lab over there. And, um, yeah, I just wanted it to be a refreshing spot. Come get your cleaners filled, come grab a fresh candle, get a plant, like leave happy. I just want people to leave happy Yeah, and feel like they came to a really calm place. Yeah right now so very cool and i'm sure you're like wow our house is great like it's it's not too small (laughs) yeah exactly yeah it's really something very cool um and then um so i also want to touch on you also work on um you work with some nonprofits and stuff right that you're so there's one particular actually what's been cool um about my store that i get to do is bring on so many different makers who support um free trade companies okay uh and that donate to uh, things that I care about, like human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, the one of the companies that when we um, that I follow on Instagram, her name is Kelly Welk, and she has a whole company based off of um, getting communities together and uh, creating these gorgeous gatherings where each seat is sold um, for. Uh, to go towards human trafficking and it's called rescue freedom rescue freedom's whole organization is so incredible because they make it so simple where they they one of their um, things that they say that caught my heart was do what you love to fight what you hate Mm -hmm. so people can go on a hike and raise money they can sell flowers and raise money like you don't have to be so fancy about it um so I've just, I've always loved buying from companies like that, that you know that your money is going towards not only this product, this small business, but to help people. Yeah. Um, I just find that so beautiful. And so I knew that I wanted that in my company. Yeah. Um, and it was daunting at first because I'm like, well, obviously we're just starting out not making a ton of money. I don't have a lot to give. Yep. And so 
it was a really big eye opener for me that my small amount that I was making was big to somebody else, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, that was a real eye opener to me. And I just feel like, um, that company has helped me that nonprofit and Kelly Welk has helped me understand like any, anything you can give is big to that cause. And so, um, to not wait till I'm making, thousands a month in my bank account to be able to donate something like give what you can. Yeah. So that's been really fun for me. And I love that I'm getting an opportunity now that I'm in kind of the next phase in my business to where I'll be able to give more and keep supporting these other companies who are supporting them, you know? So it's kind of awesome. It's all the bigger picture to me. Yeah. Of what, what it's all about. So it's very cool. Yeah. We've, um, I mean the the command on copyrights was founded as a social business, and that was its mission from from day one. Yes, um, and, that and I've was, always loved that about you guys. Yeah, and that was something that, you know, back in early, t- you know, in 1999, 98, um, like social business wasn't actually a coined term. So like we didn't, there wasn't actually a name that they could use to explain what they were doing. So you had to okay. explain it the, from the ground up. Like, okay, so we do this, and then we help the farmers with our money that we make you know, this way. And, yeah. um, you had to walk through the whole story and now right. that's over the last 20 years, you know, that's really grown as mm-hmm. a industry, which is, which is really neat. Yes. Um, it's amazing. I think, I think that's a big part of being able to help these other, um, groups and yeah. countries and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And it makes you feel like, um, you know, people, I think who I've spoken to, a lot of people feel helpless to help these people, mm-hmm. um, whatever that is, your heartbeat goes towards. And, um, you can help somebody by buying a pair of earrings now, Yeah, you know, you can help somebody by, um, buying a cookbook or this, this money is small amounts adds up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's cool. Yeah. No, it's, it's really neat that, um, it's become more mainstream and been able to help more people that way. Yeah, absolutely. So, very cool. Um, then what do you see the future as Vita Verde Home? You know, I I couldn't have seen this. <laughs> I I really couldn't have. Like I, I always say when you dream with God, it's endless, the lid's off, there's no top. Mm-hmm. And um I know not everybody um filters through faith the way I do, but I just have always felt like I'm on this ride and I don't want to put a lid on it. Like I don't I don't know. I yeah. just feel like right now in my heart this could be good enough, but I know that's not it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just hope, um, I hope that I serve our community well. I hope that people feel like it's a blessing to the community. I hope my family's proud of me. And then, um, that I just make really quality products and that's all I could ask for. Yeah. <laughs> and whatever comes, I'm open. I'm just, I'm just don't know. I'm yeah. just kind of wrapping my head around this part <laughs> that's happening right now. Well, it's very new. So congratulations. <laughs> yeah. That's Thank very you. exciting. Thank you. All right. So I like to end every podcast with some rapid fire questions. Okay. So the first one is what purchase of $100 or less have you enjoyed the most in the last three months? Okay. Well, I had my kids ask me these questions last night and we were cracking up because we all said the same thing. And it sounds like a plug for my store, but I'm really not meaning to. We carry this um, citrus juicer. It's like an old fashioned one that you um, pull down and squeeze. and. It has brought us so much joy. <laughs> we literally love it. And so I, I immediately thought that and so did they. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. It's it's also fun. The, the thing that kids um, decide like is their most exciting thing. 
Yes. So. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um, Pretend you have a friend coming from out of town. Uh, What would their first day look like here? Um, I just think what has really shocked me um, and reminded me how spoiled we are here is since I've had this store, people, most of the customers on a weekend come in, they don't live here. Yeah. They are from out of town. They're visiting their beach house. They've rented a a beach house or whatever. Um, And it just has made me realize you know, again, like how lucky we are to live in this little area. Yeah. Um, but I, w- I would say for sure we would come here and get some coffee mm-hmm. and I'd show them around this area, get some lunch at tapped, maybe have a beer, um, show them the beaches. There's so much beauty around here to see. Um, and I, if there was a farmer's market, grab some local produce, go home mm-hmm. and cook. Um, I just, think that anybody that comes here always appreciates the beauty of like people have ant farm animals here and they you know it's a slower slower pace yeah so yeah and i'll shop all the new local shops and there's so much to do yeah there is yeah all right who is an interesting or fascinating person in this community that i should interview next i literally could keep your podcast busy for weeks that if i told great. you i could write you a list of like 25 people i seriously feel like we are surrounded by so many creative entrepreneurial people here yeah and women like i yeah. i really can't believe it we've had so many um businesses not just me pop up in stanwood um of women-owned businesses and people who have been running their business and just under the radar and not really getting much. Like, I'm like, what, you've had your business for how long? Like, there's so many. I will write you a list. Okay. Yeah. Sounds I feel good. like I can't pick. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. And lastly, if you could have a message on a billboard right as you're driving on Camino Island, what would that say? Well, this one kind of is a personal one for me because um, when I was talking to my kids about this, my mom, when she was alive, she would put on trees around here. Um, Jesus loves you. And I would be so embarrassed and I would be like, mom, that's so weird. Why are you doing that? (laughs) But I feel like the older I've gotten, it's so simple. And I feel like the world needs to know that like we, it's so simple, but Jesus loves you. Mm -hmm. And I find so much comfort in that in my life. And if I could exude one thing, that's it. Very good. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Yeah. All right, and Islanders, I will talk to you on the next one. Well, a big thank you to Bryn Guadamuz for joining me on the podcast today, and thank you for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us be found by other Islanders like yourself. And for more information on this episode, you can go to CaminoCommons.com slash EP68. That's CaminoCommons.com slash EP68. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.